Welcome to Campbell Uniting Church for this last Sunday of winter. We hope it makes a difference. Today we're reflecting on the story of Moses and the burning bush from Exodus 3 and a little of Paul's letter to the Romans from chapter 12. At our most important places, we set our monuments, statues and plaques. Things that commemorate important events and heroic people. The Romans loved their monuments and they used them to reinforce their power. It happens all over the world. Do you remember back in the George Bush era, the so-called victory in Iraq? The images that were shown over and over were of a statue being toppled of Saddam Hussein. Important places, key symbols, the messages that they represent are causing some soul searching again in our world, as history is always being reevaluated. Riots, protest, heated debates on race based treatment, and here, particularly on how we commemorate Western settlement or the invasion of Australia. What's an important place? And how do we show our respect? These are all very topical matters, so this Exodus story is a good one to reflect on today. The beginning of Exodus, there's that cute story of the baby in a basket with women conspiring in civil disobedience that kicks off the narrative direction in the book of Exodus. And this episode is where the main characters set the plot direction. God and Moses have their first encounter here. Moses is in isolation out in the wilderness. It might have been hard not to notice a burning bush but firstly, this is a story about noticing. Moses attends to what is happening. He could have ignored it. He could have reached for a fire extinguisher. But he pays attention and he responds. On the surface, this is a mysterious story of awe and wonder. The mystery and the nature of God. The awe of a man meeting God and wonder at what God does with flawed human material here is at the centre. Moses approaches the burning bush and he's told to take off his shoes for he is standing on holy ground. The place, for some unexplained reason, is critical. Taking off his shoes is a sign of respect in this place. Perhaps all places of encounter are holy ground. Moses, out in the quiet wilderness, a bush on fire, and this voice of God that calls to Moses by name and invites him to this action of respect. 
Now, our culture well understands the impact of a strong image, and they don't come any stronger than this. Place is important. It's because of what is happening, and at the very least, Moses has to show respect. Now, in our time, when traditional custodians of the land ask for respect, are we paying attention? And if we are, how do we show our respect? When those who've been dispossessed, even had their existence denied for generations, how do we take respectful steps towards reconciliation? Is it true that the past is finished with? What's done is done and all we have to do is move on? How should we speak of the past? How should we commemorate events and show due respect? Like all of history's monuments, meaning is contested. We need to attend to current realities, not just past ones, and find ways, new ways together to celebrate achievement and to mourn tragedy. Past difficulty does not have to confine us or define our future. Moses himself had really blown it in his past. He killed a man and he ran away from the consequences. He's a fugitive criminal, but for God, the past was not just finished with. For God, Moses' past has not sealed his fate. God was still interested in Moses. In fact, God still wanted to work with Moses. This God forgives and works with people who have made mistakes in the past and still thinks of them as special. It's confronting, you know, but God forgives. Like Paul says to the Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. God allows for, invites, and relies on this transformation. Second chances are God's speciality. This lovely story tells us that God meets people where they are, even in isolation and hiding. And the whole thing is set in motion by people who are in dire need. And God does something to help. God meets us even when we run away. Moses recognises God's holiness, but Moses then doesn't just roll over. The dialogue has a down-to-earth character. After trying that sorry, you've got the wrong number excuse. He tries, woe is me, I'm not good enough. I have no speaking skills. Moses is still difficult. It's marvellous that in this story, God is shown to be robust enough to engage with in a vigorous two-sided relationship, even with doubts and with questions. Humanity, free will, Integrity are not compromised. 
God does not overpower. God doesn't either just collapse when questioned or reply with a lightning bolt. And that's a good example for us too. God tells Moses that he hears the cry of the Israelites in their slavery and has compassion on them. God wants to help. So then the question, how does God do this? How does God help? God acts in partnership through other people who care. God works in partnership here with Moses. God works in the world to help people who are in need, mostly through others. God gives practical help in this partnership with people who've made mistakes, like Moses and like you and me. Now, Paul has a focus just as much on practical doing and helping, and it's good to be reminded in these times of forced separation because these things are still much needed. He writes, Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with a mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. Don't lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. And if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I believe that God still calls us by name to join in helping, no matter what our past. God calls to you and to me to have a place and unique things that we can contribute. Things like building an equitable justice for our First Peoples, like showing respect to the elders of this land, like caring for future generations and being responsible stewards of the resources that we have. As Moses was reminded, where we stand right now is critical ground. It's important. It's critical for workers with no rights. It's critical for refugees, for survivors of abuse. Critical for people who need to be cared for by our society. It's unemployed and it's disadvantaged and disabled. And just as it was for Moses, God promises to be with us, be with us all through the journey of helping. So hold fast to what is good. Love one another. Amen. Let us go into the week ahead, renewed and transformed in love by the grand scope of God and be blessed by his holiness. 
hold fast to what is good, be inspired by that generous love of Jesus Christ, and love what is good, be strengthened by the Holy Spirit, and be renewed with Christ's vision. Amen.